Hello all, uh, welcome uh, to another episode of uh, Direct Shift Stories and today we have our very special guest, uh, the powers of her with uh, Shakaya Morris. Hello. Welcome uh, Shakaya. Hi, how are you doing today Rod? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I am well, well, trying to stay warm. <laughs> but awesome. Well. In fact, um, if you are taking time for yourself if you are trying to get some headspace right. Uh, uh, we have to listen to our special guest today who always uh, stresses on uh, the fact that you have to be magical. You have to be colorful. You have to be uh, always be in the present moment with the nature, no matter what. So let's uh, let's join um, this particular directive stories conversation with uh, Shakaya. Shakaya, so please let us know or let our audience know about um, um, how your journey had started or please give a little intro about yourself. Thank you. Well, I would be happy to and thank you for having me. Uh, so sure. I grew up in a town called Peoria, Illinois and uh, this is a city where it's, if, if it happens in Peoria, it can, you can make it happen anywhere. Um, many people would know of it as Richard Pryor's home hometown. So there's a lot of colorful things that come out of Peoria um, and having this experience there, it really, and then being able to go out and travel because my dad was in the military and we had the uh, ability to, to go from state to state and and have different experiences at, at, at a young age. Um, and seeing this different backgrounds and my own having, uh, being biracial, that, that makes a difference. And, and I think the uh, society has, um, has only shown this in, the, in recent years of how, how far we still need to go. So, um, but getting back to it, I, I, I had this innate feeling like I need to do something bigger than myself, uh, always wanting to help other people and feeling like we must not ever forget where we came from. We are a biological um, being. We are a species uh, within this, on this planet. And I think that reconnecting with that and connecting with others will help us not only be more prosperous, but um, help, us, help us have a better uh, world overall health and uh, and future okay awesome in fact um, so what what made you choose this particular uh, journey Shakaya like how did this start so biophilia uh, for me it was just in the past several years um, and I want to say 2013 is when I really started getting into biophilia, its practices, its methodology, um, and sharing it with others. I really felt like I needed to start sharing this. And my background includes helping people in the community. Uh, as far as if you're home, if we had a homeless community, um, I reach out to them and see what they need um, and see how we can be of assistance as community members. I think that each person has control over um, over helping one another and releasing that control and doing it, it creates some type of reciprocating 
uh, emotion and um, and improvement overall of, of, of our environments, both ambient and physical. So I okay. wanted to just share that with people. And here we are today. <laughs> um, uh, more information, more people are getting more excited about it. And um, I think that the pandemic has only exasperated those uh, inequities that were hidden before. And the, you know, biophilia basically touches on each one of those levels uh, that the pandemic has, has exposed. So um, my goal now is to share what I have learned with other people and hopefully they can get on board uh with it without being too afraid of the big challenge that we have ahead okay that's awesome so what is that one thing you wish you had known before you began this journey um i the pushback i should have been prepared for the pushback um and by that i mean the uh involvement or interference of traditional views with progressive uh, ideologies. And I think that that's a lot of, I think that's a struggle that many people in both policy of sustainability and international development, and uh, even in the academic part is, is having to deal with uh, keeping people on board for enough time to where we can make a change. And uh, I think that is where the struggle is, not only for myself, but for many others who are professionals in the sustainability and uh, regu regulatory fields. Awesome. So uh, the kind of uh, engaging the communities, uh, the kind of programs which you have built uh, through uh, the power of uh, her story. So could you please share more about that? All right, so the, the powers of her is, is to promote women empowerment, but together um, with each other. At the end of each one of those, it's, it's her. And once we start appreciating the entire community and involving the entire community, I think that's when we start to, we start to see those changes. So the powers of her is to provide solutions, sustainable solutions for businesses, schools, anyone who needs some type of assistance with um, obtaining information about uh, biophilic or sustainable uh, international development. And my goal is to not only educate businesses and their, you know parents and students, but um, also future generations, these future generations is my main focus. And I think that going and using my expertise in business and approaching the top, I can be able to trickle down, they will then help me trickle down that information in the appropriate way if necessary. So uh, my audience is broad uh, and I have had a chance to work with people internationally um, on coming up with solutions for their communities. And uh, since moving to Oklahoma, I have been able to help multiple organizations here. Uh, the Lions Club organization, they had a park that was closed and dilapidated. And I immediately, as soon as I see it, I said, I need to help this organization. So my first thing was to see who I needed to contact 
to help out. Uh, and we did this in a couple of weeks. I contacted them and they're like, hey, we already <laughs> we're already going to uh, make this change. And I'm really happy that we have more people on board. Um, so it's you can see pictures of that on my website. And it's just a really great opportunity to help out the people in that local community and give them a place that they can go to and have fun. Um, it's the social aspect is what I'm getting at here with the powers of her. It's breaking down these exposed inequalities in brown and uh, black communities in America. We have come to a point now where they must be exposed and the way that they need to be exposed is by attacking policies and regulations. And that's where I come in. Yeah, many people do step back uh, in starting or sparking the conversation. Um, but I'm glad that uh, you're taking the lead or going through that uh, initiative. So what is your biggest failure, um, Shakaya, as in um, did you learn any, like whatever the challenges which you have faced in the past as you go through this? Did you have any um, setbacks and did you go through any failures or did you learn anything from it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, success does not come without failure. Uh, you must that's that's how I learn. If I, I will try, try, try again. Anybody who knows me personally knows that I am headstrong and stubborn. And if I can't attack, if I can't figure something out, I will work my hardest to figure a solution uh, for any problem. And that is that my biggest failure would be to not do enough. Um, I feel like we all are capable of doing more and. That's that's what I'm here for. I am I, I'm here to look failure in the, in the face and basically laugh at it. Um, I know that's cliche, but that's exactly how I, I look at it. Um, okay, and if somebody had to start a similar journey like yours, what is that advice uh, which you give to them? Like, what advice would you give to somebody who would like to have a similar journey like yours? I would tell them. Do not give up. I live by that. Um, your imagination is everything. Uh, use your imagination and don't ever let anybody tell you no because the dumbest ideas that sound, they, they sound like the dumbest, dumbest idea could possibly be the best solution. So write it down, uh, record it, and never give up. <laughs> Awesome. So what what are the resources which had helped you um, achieve this? Like, how did you not give up or what are the resources? Can you share any resources or anything which had helped you achieve this? Well, um, I honestly, I would have to say my dad, <laughs> if, they, if he could be a resource, um, he's he was very uh, headstrong on um, not ever letting the color of my skin get in the way of any opportunity um, and don't ever let anybody put me down because I'm a woman. Uh, I think that these things, I share these with my children uh, today and I think that would be the underlying mantra that 
uh, I would have to go with there because I hear in the back of my head, you know, don't give up, you can do this. Uh, seeing the trials that people around me have had to go through, um, I have been able to learn through their adversities um, how to address certain situations and my even my own adversity. But I like to not project my own onto other people's problems. <laughs> that's one thing that you can do is not is not project uh, your um, inner negative and and rather accept empathy. Okay, awesome. So we also know that you are an author of a book, uh, but is there anything uh, which you have read or? Uh, listen to recently that has inspired you as you go through this bifolic um, journey? Yes, actually the book is called Mastery. I would botch the author if I tried, so um, I can post that up there if you'd like. It's called Mastery. It is really taking a Zen approach to things, um, understanding the principles and the fundamental values of, of life and the that failure is there and it's always going to be there. Basically what we just spoke about in a nutshell. Um, I think that that book will, if, if you decide to read it, it will honestly um, give you some type of centering uh, feeling after you're done reading it. It's not okay. so, it's not so out there. It's not so complex that you can't understand it. Um, anyone can apply this to their lives. It's it's very it's very fun. <laughs> awesome. I'll I'll search for the mastery book. Uh, probably I'll get in touch with you, or if you can let me know the author's name, I'll try and Google now. <laughs> Absolutely. But before I search for mastery, like what made you write, uh, or what made you author this book, Renewable Energy for Kiddos? So what can parents uh, learn something to, in fact, I have two children. So what is that one thing which I should learn to? <laughs> well, it will tell you the ins and outs. Actually, I'm gonna get it and I will. Yeah, it's right this. there, yeah. <laughs> wow, um, that's awesome. So. Can you flash it to the camera maybe? Oh, okay. This here. Yeah, awesome. I actually, believe it or not, all of these, illustrations in this book, I did one by one and attached on my phone and uh, made this book on Microsoft Word and had the ability to just publish it myself. Um, so, but this book is, it, it is to inspire future generations of uh, renewable energy. Renewable energy, I feel at, that this is the foundation uh, for our future. Our children need to understand resources. They need to understand how they're extracted, what they do to our environment. And this helps under helps them understand it in brief and the parents too. <laughs> it, it teaches you, this is a geothermal scheme in action. This shows you exactly how a geothermal system is used. I speak about what it is, what kinds there are, uh, the sources, and again, it teaches them ways that these renewable and regenerative resources are made possible. So this here just shows them 
uh, air pollution from non-renewable energy. It shows you plants that you can put in your home. This is something that is necessary right now during the pandemic um, to help clean the air inside and why I have on my website a uh, free um, calendar with the plants that you can color if you like. Uh, but it, it even has nuclear in there. I know that it, there is some stigma about nuclear energy. It's going to be there. So it's there and we might as well use it is the my is my under you know it's we're always going to have it um and why not why not use it that's what i that's what i feel about the sun if we can harness its energy why not we have wind why don't we do that and what we need to understand is these regional impacts and so like here in oklahoma i think that wind energy would be best because it is so breezy i mean there's there's high winds all the time over a solar panel and my idea is because there's such high rates of agriculture here that the cow the, the pollution from the cows and the agriculture business prevent a lot of the solar rays that we could be getting uh to reach okay. the solar panels so it, i think we if we address it as regionally and we understand that um, as adults, that we can teach our children about the future and about how they can change the future today, then those are when we make impacts. Those are when the biggest impacts can be made. And every single day I try to instill this in not only my children, but if anybody <laughs> knows me and they <laughs> know that I have something to say all the time about something, uh, it's going to be promoting future generations because our future is only as strong as there today. So that's true. We must, um, we must share that. And that is what I'm doing with my books. I also have, um, well, it's over here. The adventures of Ben and rugby rugby. Uh, that is Ben has been recycled and rugby is a renewed reusable glass bottle. And it teaches you about their journey and it teaches you about, um, how to save the turtles and what the damage on beaches does in the long term to our oceans. Uh, it's full of hidden object games, and I will be reprising that here soon, um, as well as my podcast. So I'm really excited about the future. Yeah. So how did you come up with this particular idea of uh, adventures of banana and rugby? I was sitting there drinking out of my reusable glass bottle <laughs> and I just okay. started drawing. Um, and I have once again, an innate, this innate feeling that I need to help. I need to inform and I use that in a creative way. I'm an artist, I'm a creator. Um, and I do like to take charge. And one way that we can do that, I can do that is by uh, creating a narrative. And my narrative is things that I I share. My music, I share renewable. I share my books, I share my voice, and these are ways that I feel that I can make the future better. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, so this is this is like fictional, or this is is this from true story or personal experiences about recycling? No. It's about recycling. It's about a, um, it's actually about their journey. It's not about the people's journey. It's about the journey of 
a plastic bottle and he befriends a uh, glass bottle, a reusable glass bottle. And they go to the beach all the time and this plastic bottle is always there in these bushes. And in <laughs> the glass bottle is like, why is he there? You know, where's my friend? Well, his friend got picked up by the recycling center. Wow. And so he had to go to the recycling center and then has been recycled. <laughs> so it teaches the kids the process of recycling and uh, the effects of litter and how it impacts wildlife. Awesome. In fact, uh, last week we had a guest, like a um, couple of weeks, I should say, not last week, but we had uh, a guest uh, on Directive Stories who teaches emotional intelligence for kids, for children. Uh, so he has got this uh, grab the wheel concept for children. Yeah. Probably um, he would definitely be interested in um, reading or probably sharing this to other children or schools across us on the adventures of ben and rugby i'll certainly connect you both um, i wish this would become as famous as uh, spongebob squarepants i mean we know how successful that was so let let's hope that ben and uh, rugby also <laughs> that, yeah Let's hope that it's going to be as successful. So who are these, uh, like, okay, now let's let's come to another question as to name any three people who had been most influential to you. I would have to say the three people, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I've watched him my whole life. Uh, he inspires me to make the future better. Um, I would have to say Dr. Mary Oxen. She is as magnificent as she is beautiful. Um, and Tim Beatley, because without him, Biophilic Cities wouldn't be, I don't think that they would have the type of platform that they do today uh, because he's, he's helped allow that to be made. So I think those three people, outside of my family would have to be <laughs> the most influential. Okay, that's awesome. So could you also share, uh, uh, now coming back to personal life now, um, what was what was your first job like? I know that you are a mompreneur, you are a mom bear, or probably you're doing something on sustainability through online course. Uh, through Arizona State University, right? So uh, could you share uh, what was your first job like? Uh, so my first job was, um, I was at McDonald's and I rocked it. <laughs> I, like I said, I love serving people. I, I, have, I have intentionally chose jobs, chosen jobs where I worked directly with people. Um, so within a couple of weeks there, I got considered a star, a star worker, and they wanted me to become a manager, but I was too young. So uh, that, that type of mentality is what I've always carried with me. And um, I have always been in love with business. So that just came naturally to me. Uh, so it was at McDonald's. I was a cashier and a drive through cashier and a floor mopper. <laughs> I did everything. <laughs> but uh, it was an experience that I still carry with me today. Awesome. Uh, 
So um, again, I guess that was like two decades ago, or probably it's been like 15 years, I guess. Um, again, everybody's first job is always memorable because we know that we start making money or we we are here to save the world with whatever the little pennies which we make again. That's something which is always memorable. So what is your proudest uh, accomplishment in the last decade? Like if, if somebody had to ask you, what is one right. proudest accomplishment which you had? Uh, I think stepping up for myself, honestly. Um, that was the hardest thing for me to do was to speak up for myself. I I almost felt like my voice was louder if I didn't say anything um, and compliance was necessary. And once I started breaking those bounds and, and gaining more confidence, um, I, that would be my, I think that would be my proudest accomplishment is, is, is gaining a sense of self-confidence that I, I didn't have before. Okay. And what, what advice you would give to yourself, uh, to your younger self? Uh, it's okay to say no, <laughs> to turn down opportunities. <laughs> awesome. um, it's, it's okay because when you say no, it some for some reason, it allows you a foundation to a whole world of yeses. I know in the, in the sales world, it's you're going to have a sea of no's before you get one yes. Uh, but once I once I harness my own self-confidence um, and my own narrative and where I wanted to go and my vision and how I needed to get there, nobody could, could get in my way. <laughs> awesome. So if, if uh, you have not authored two books like... Um, uh, this particular book of um, renewable energy for kiddos or um, rugby and Ben, if you have not authored these two books, uh, probably uh, what what is that one thing which you would be doing? What do you what would you do with your career if this was not the kind of journey which you had? I think that I would be a community liaison at some um at, at at some welcoming center somewhere i think that that would be a, more of what i would have ended up going into um just so that i could interact with the community and try to make changes to the policies from the inside versus being out there on my megaphone okay that's great <laughs> <laughs> and how would uh, like how would your mom or how would your parents describe? I know that you come from a military background with uh, strict values. You know the kind of discipline um, which the future generations would certainly require. We know that everybody's uh, uh, doomed with their personal lives. In fact, children, all the children are with the busy with the gadgets all the time, playing games on the line. So. How how would your parents describe what you do for a living? They would probably say she's trying to save the world. Wow. <laughs> awesome. I think that's that's always been my thing. I'm always trying to help and save somebody from personal feet, pers personal defeats. Okay. I will always be there to help some 
help with the hands. <laughs> yeah, always a helping hand is what I've noticed um, when I requested for you to join. In fact, um, I guess we were connected on LinkedIn um, in November. I sent a request and it was a positive tone. I, I really uh, like the warmth, um, the kind of profe uh, professionalism and kind of um, uh, messages which we have exchanged. I'm like, awesome, super awesome. But um, though we are from uh, clinicians background, though our platform is helping clinicians connect to the employers in the healthcare world, uh, directives, that's what we try to do. We try to help the health healthcare professionals save their time, money, and energy. So um, definitely you would be saving the world as your parents might be saying. So what is your best tip for making this world a better place apart from, um, again, I would say, I would say, apart from voting to Joe Biden, what what is your best tip for anybody? <laughs> <laughs> what? That was like shade. <laughs> to to um, make this world a better place, what, what is your tip? Best tip? Uh, so aside, no. Um, I think that my best tip for making the world a better place would be to never forget your roots. Always remember your journey and never ever lose sight of the future. Okay. Always remember the roots and never forget. Okay. Never forget your journey. Yes, I, Always I think remember that, that would be, I think that would be the best tip that I could ever give somebody because if, I think that if more people in their early 20s thought of that, thought of life in that way, we would have better mid-20s and, and early 30s. <laughs> people, you know, the people who are actually making these uh, transitions in Senate and, um, and we're voting for new people in primaries. And these are younger generations that are coming up with voices louder than anybody could ever have imagined. So don't ever underestimate the youth, I think, would be <laughs> would be another tip there <laughs> because they have so many ideas and so many uh, innovative techniques that they, they got technology like in the palm of their hand and and I think that um, once again harnessing that energy <laughs> for kiddos it That's will right. it will really help power the future. So um, thank you. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate you having me on. This is, this is fun. <laughs> it's awesome. In fact, uh, you sounded like uh, always remember your roots, never forget uh, the past. In fact, you sounded um, like um, Shamla Harris. You know who, who Shamla Harris is, right? This will be my last question. No. Uh, she, Shamla Harris is uh, VP uh, Kamala Harris' mother. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm I'm just probably yeah. seeing probably another uh, American president, uh, another 20, 30 years down the line, probably 30, 40 years down the line. <laughs> no, that is, you don't want to yes. be. Yes, no. That's something that I tell I tell my kids that all the time. I'm going to be a president one day. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you probably you can say that to your children because you you are empowering. 
the kids out there. Uh, in fact, I had that open right here on my screen. Uh, again, from the powers of her, where you are empowering other women out there. So uh, let me let me highlight that it was right here. Uh, okay, encouraging the future generations to become more than they could ever imagine, and that's what I could see. All the uh, kids out there, all the children, the future children. In fact, this is something which I grabbed from your website. But it's been pleasure talking to you, uh, Shakir Maurice. In fact, uh, this is an awesome. This is the first uh, podcast on Directives platform. Though we are a startup for last uh, four years, uh, though we've been launched or uh, like we've, we've launched our podcast in the last uh, two months. In, in fact in the last couple of podcasts this is this is a unique one a non-clinician uh, podcast uh, i'm trying to uh, upskill myself but thank you so much for the blessing well, thank um, you. and i would love to chat with uh, any of uh, your clinicians friends um probably uh, another nurse practitioner whom we spoke about and uh, probably any other clinicians or physicians yeah. uh, would love to uh have detailed conversations probably uh keep us posted about uh, the upcoming uh, events uh, virtual events about um, the authored books which we flashed and if if any of our audience needs to get in touch with you what is the best place to uh how do how do they sh uh, how should they get in touch with you uh you can get in touch with me on instagram at the powers of her uh, on Twitter at world needs underscore SOMO uh, and on LinkedIn at Shakaya Morris. Uh, you can also visit my websites at www.thepowersofher.com, theinterncollective.com, and I will be switching to a nonprofit soon. So it'll be at tpofutures.org. So I'm really excited about the new projects that I have coming up. Um, I'll be releasing new children's books and a new whole season of the podcast. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Awesome. <laughs> drop my thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Um, thank you, Shakaya. And uh, for all the viewers, if you're watching the replay, this uh, entire podcast had been recorded, but uh, this would also be sent in our weekly newsletters to our uh, verified clinicians on our platform and for others who are watching the replay or if you're watching a bite-sized content of this on our social media channels please do watch this um, complete episode on youtube or facebook and uh, listen to this uh, entire podcast on google podcast and also on uh, apple itunes uh, this would be available Thank you so much. And do you have anything else to share, Shakya, as a last? Um... No, I just want to thank you for having me on because any time that I can share my voice is an opportunity to make the future better. So I really thank you and I appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me and helping me share uh, my platform with everyone. Thank you. And I'll wait to grab the book on Amazon or probably through uh, oh, yeah, any of the blog article. Book. Yeah, so <laughs> make sure. Make sure you go through the links which are flashed in the um, this particular podcast and the links which are shared. We will be shared in the comment section or in the description 
for the live stream video. Thank you so much for everybody, um, uh, for others who are going to listen to this or probably who are going to watch the replay. Thank you, Shake. I'll talk to you soon again. Thank you. Uh, this is Raj Bisha <laughs> from Direxi Stories. So I'll see you tomorrow. Um, we have uh, our CEO again every Saturday. We, we have this show, which is um, a signature show. So tune in for Smile It Saturday with Sai. Um, and we will share that in our uh, company page. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, signing off, Raj Misa. Thank you so much, Shakaya. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.